a podcast by Neutral Voices Media Group in the know. Alrighty, good evening and welcome to a special edition of ONV, our Neutral Voices podcast. Today, I get the pleasure of talking to Miss Indiana, second runner-up, Miss America, Fort Wayne's own, Sydney Bridges. Sydney, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Good to be back in these seats. I was back here in in July, or June, actually, right after I won Miss Indiana. Okay. well, good. I, I was going to say, yeah, you were on here with uh, with with Ryan, one of our co-hosts, his mm-hmm. daughter. And I know she said you were a, a mentor. Mm-hmm. But before we even get off of all of that, second runner-up, Miss America. Yes. Tell us how your life has changed. <laughs> tell us. Well, what's crazy is that night, uh, January 14th, 2024, um, we all like finished and we there's 51 of us including DC which makes the, the 51 um, and we're standing there waiting to hear our voices waiting to hear our states called and I'm just thinking I'm going to watch all these states call and I'm going to watch the top 11 from backstage eat some good pizza and relax and then they call Indiana third and that was the most like out of body experience I don't remember how I got from like the stairs to the front of the stage, like that whole walk up to like wave <laughs> is like, I, I wouldn't blink. Uh, but that was the coolest and most fun um, experience ever. And the fact that I got to do that for my state and for my city and for my friends and family meant the world. All right. Awesome. A great explanation. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to ask you, I'm going to check with you. Mm-hmm. How many Miss Americas do we have from the state of Indiana? We have one, uh, Katie Stam, Miss America 2009. And so I was the highest play, the highest placement for Indiana since Katie Stam won in 2009. Hey, look, I knew you were on top of that, but I actually, I did my research and I noticed and I said, man, one Miss America mm-hmm. in Indiana, that is a heck of an honor. Like mm-hmm. you said, your second runner up. And I actually got a chance, you know, your mom been hitting me with all kind of pictures. Mm-hmm. You actually took a picture with Katie too. Yeah, me and Katie are, um, where we've, become great friends. I met her when I was 12 years old at the Miss Doolin preteen pageant in March of 2012 was when I met Katie and she was so lovely. I actually didn't know she was she had been Miss America at the time. I thought she was some lady emceeing the pageant. Um, That's when I met her and then I met her several times throughout uh, through other experiences and then she was actually at Miss America during um during the week and I saw her after I made top five. She was backstage getting announced as one of the Forever Miss America. So she tapped my shoulder and she was she took a video and I have this video and I said, I can't believe I just made top five at Miss America. Um and so that was a really cool experience for us to share as the two people that have brought Indiana their highest placements in a span of like thirteen years. Oh yes. Awesome. Now you know the other thing I found out in my research, Katie from Seymour, Indiana. Mm-hmm. She was a dairy farmer <laughs> who had aspirations of getting involved in Miss America. Mm-hmm. Where did your passion, where did your drive come from with uh, obtaining that goal? Well, I'm, I am no dairy farmer. Uh, <laughs> when I was 12 years old, I realized I wanted to be a nurse thanks to my seventh grade careers teacher, Mrs. Nispel at Maple Creek Middle School. That's how I realized I wanted to become a nurse. Um, and honestly, I never had this dream of being Miss America or even competing at Miss America, but not because it was something I didn't want. It was something that I truly thought was 
highly unattainable due to the like the the representation that I saw was like slim to none. So I thought, okay, I can never do this. And I was originally doing pageants because it was fun and I loved it. And then I developed a love for the women. I developed a love for the service that I got to do and the people that I got to impact. And scholarships were amazing. I come from a single mom, the youngest of four kids. So scholarships truly were life-changing for me. And then the more I did it, the more I realized I was growing and the more I realized "Mm, I could do this. I could really be Miss Indiana. And even then I was like, I'll be Miss Indiana and then I'll make top 51 at Miss America. And it kind of just grew from there. I was truly myself throughout the whole experience. So, All right. Awesome. Now, you talked about representation, mm-hmm. which is which is which is key. That's something I want to ask mm-hmm. because you're right. There's not a lot of representation mm-hmm. of African-American uh, young people that look like yourself. Mm-hmm. And we know society defines, you know, what people are supposed to look like and how they should act. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you went out to Carroll. Mm-hmm. Carol, uh, percent of uh, minorities that are out there, you know, uh, probably one to three percent. There we go, one to three percent. Explain to me, where does that confidence come from that you said, hey, I could do this, I could step in there, yeah. and wh- where does that come from? Well, it wasn't always there, and I talked about this earlier with someone else that my confidence truly didn't peak and develop until I was in college. So all throughout my elementary, middle school, and high school years, I really struggled with my identity and who I was and loving myself and the skin that I'm in. Um, But, you know, through my faith and through the people that I met and the bonds I created, um, I started to really love the Sydney that I am without any crown, without any accolade, without any title. And I really think that contributes to the confidence that I have competing on the Miss America stage and competing in the Miss Indiana competition because I learned that I was whole without any of it. And everything that I won and accomplished was just simply an addition to me. Um, and so I, I say the women that do best in pageantry are the people that are just there to have fun and know mm-hmm. that they're already whole and complete without any of the extra stuff, which I love. Obviously, you know, I have a crown and a sash and it's an amazing thing, but it's not who I am. It's a very, very small piece of who I am. And learning that really helped me develop my confidence. All right. Awesome. Mm -hmm. But and that's funny, though, that you said Mm -hmm. you you got that confidence in college, because Mm -hmm. in my next question, you went to Huntington College, Mm -hmm. which almost is the same boat as you were in high school. Yes. So my freshman year was when I started competing in patents again. Um, my freshman year, I joined the Miss America Opportunity once again. I mentioned I did it when I was a little girl, like 11 and 12. I took a break until the age of 19. Okay. And when I came back at the age of 19, the organization really helped me come into my own through my community service initiative, through my team, KK Coconine, who is still one of my best friends to this day, um, through the people that I met, the connections I made. Um, I say, you know, everyone can tell you all day how amazing you are, but until you believe it yourself, it truly doesn't come out. Um, So my freshman year was truly the start of this self-discovery journey where I learned who I am and when I I learned what I want to bring to the world and how I can bring those things to the world. Oh, that is awesome. You know, you are just such a joy to, Mm -hmm. you know, hear speak and your whole vision and perception of things. You know, I I, I love uh, listening to you Mm -hmm. and watching you. And, you know, when you were on Miss America, you know, everybody, not just in Fort Wayne, but, you know, Fort Wayne, we got people all mm-hmm. over. I know your mom's phone was getting blown yes. up, but people <laughs> watching, you know, see, it should have won. And, you know, all, all that. I mean, so mm-hmm. many people are in your corner. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we talked about a little bit about lack of representation. Mm-hmm. So obviously we're talking race. The one thing that I noticed, I mean, A, 
like you said, you don't shy away from it. And I know your mom wants to make a conscious effort. She always talking about mm-hmm. seeing with the braids and, yes. you know, that type of thing. But speak to not being just an example for young women that look like you. Mm-hmm. When I went to your send-off party, and I think of Ryan's daughter, mm-hmm. you, um, you know, last time I saw a crossover like that, I went to a Michael Jackson concert mm-hmm. in MC Hammer mm-hmm. where they had all races and <laughs> ages and everybody yeah. Just uh, you know, moved mm-hmm. by that person. So speak, speak to that. Can you do? You see the difference, mm-hmm. or how do you balance that? Should I yeah. say? You know, growing up in the community they grew up in, and also being a part of like the Voice of Unity Youth Choir, Dance Shuki Style Academy of Dance, I always was used to diverse audiences of people. I never felt uncomfortable around anyone because I was really pushed and kind of forced to adapt to a culture where no one really identified with me. So I learned that at a young age. And then I learned to find comfort in those that could identify with me. And then I kind of just merged. I was always merging my world, my pageant world, my school world, my athletic world. And so those kinds of people that I love come together in one space to support me. And it does look like a diversity of people because I truly have made an effort to place myself around people who are different than me, not live in an echo chamber and making sure that, you know, people understand that a part of being a Miss Indiana or a part of being in any type of leadership role, you have to learn how to adapt and connect with all types of people. And I've really learned that. And I really value my connections with my different circles of people. And I have learned something from all of them. Okay. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Now, where where, where does your passion from from kids come from? You always talk about mentees (laughs) Mm -hmm. and, you know, we know you're a nurse and you're dealing with, you're specializing with kids. Mm -hmm. Where does does that come from? Well, growing up um, with my single mom, I did lack a lot of confidence, struggled in school, struggled outside of school, behavior-wise. Just I was all over the place as a child. Um, But it was truly those mentors like Marsha White, Sheena Johnson, Cookie Rutledge, the people that invested in me and saw something in me when I didn't see anything in myself. It's because of them and that village that I'm here today. So I made it my mission to give back what was given to me, which is why I love kids. I love investing in kids. I love working with youth and showing them that like you can have a bad day, but don't make that bad day your excuse to have more because that's what I did. And so truly showing kids who they can be and the potential that they have and letting them know my story and that I wasn't always perfect. I'm still not perfect no matter how they see me. Um, that's where the passion lies. And so, yes, I, I'm a mentee. I work with kids in, the, in my day life as a nurse. And um, I work with kids. I worked at a camp, the YMCA camp, for three years when I was here in Fort Wayne. And I just love youth. I love giving back to them. All righty. Well, good, because we need a, we can never have too many role models. Yes, love kids. <laughs> and, and, and you're definitely an excellent champion. Your platform right now, mm-hmm. you were second runner-up, Miss yes. America. Like I said, just how that sounds. You know, I know growing up, you know, in our era, I mean, yeah, the president of the United States or being an astronaut mm-hmm. was big thing. If you ask kids in kindergarten what they wanted to be, mm-hmm. if you ask, you know, the females, Miss America was up mm-hmm. there. You literally that close to winning, but second runner-up, Miss America. What are you prepared to do with your platform? What where, mm-hmm. What do you have going on? So my community service initiative, also known as a platform, is a power of mentoring. Um, I kind of just hit on that. I I travel to youth organizations across the state, and I share messages of hope, messages of empowerment. I've done vision boards with girls. I've talked about goal setting with young girls. I have truly shown girls their potential. And so that's my passion, my CSI. And 
that's my life mission in general to uplift and empower youth. So that's never going to stop. Um, but, you know, I think that the doors that Miss America's opened for me are really ones that expand anything that I ever thought was possible as far as my reach. My reach has truly expanded. There are people across the country that message me, um, send me send me videos, send me pictures, talking about how I inspired them and talking about how I'm going to tell my little girl about you or I'm going to tell my kid that you were Miss America. And my impact has far exceeded my city and my state. It has reached people across the country. And I can only guess where that's going to take me. I, I have no clue yet. Um, but I am open to the doors that are now open because of, you know, my time at Miss America. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. You better, yeah, utilize that. Build that mm-hmm. brand. Um, again, in my research, I saw anybody who was Miss America, first runner-up, mm-hmm. second runner-up, has gotten off into acting, mm-hmm. gotten off into singing. Do we, mm-hmm. Is any of that in the, in the horizon? Right now, I am in like month seven of being a pediatric nurse, so I have no clue if I'm going to be a nurse for the rest of my life. I have no clue if I'm going to go part-time and pick up speaking. I love to talk. I love, love, love public speaking. It's one of my favorite aspects of the competition and one of the most, one of the aspects that I think shows people how well-rounded we are. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I did just have, I have a call with a lady. She wants me to go on the wall. I don't know what that show is, but I think it's trivia, so I might have to... Say no to that one. I'm not very good at trivia. <laughs> but again, no, you can't just say no. Be quick to say no. You do. Do your research. Uh-huh. And again, it's about building that brand. Uh-huh. You know, it's all about that exposure. And like you said, you never know what yeah. door that's going to open. Yeah. So uh, so again, it's bigger than Fort Wayne. This is, uh, I'm telling you, it's a feat. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to give you another trivia, at, or, or I'm going to see if you know the answer. How many Miss Americas were young ladies of color? Oh, my goodness. Well, I know the first one was in... Like 1974, I want to say. Don't quote me on that. I think she's from Iowa, but don't quote me on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Erica Dunlap. I met Miss Erica Dunlap. She was okay. Miss Florida. She won Miss America in 2004. Nia Franklin was Miss America 2019, so that's two. Vanessa Williams won, and that was a whole scandal. So that's three, mm-hmm. um, which she did get an apology four years later. Yeah. Um, oh, my goodness. I want to say I want to say Four? Four? Actually, it's eight. It's eight. It's eight in a hundred year history. But yeah, it is eight. And you have to remember when uh, Vanessa, remember she's awarded. They took her in second place. Uh-huh. Her first runner up was African American too. So oh really? Yeah, correct. Well, did you know Halle Berry competed? She was uh, what first runner up. Yep, that's from another Ohio. Catapult. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah, catapulted the career. That's who I was. I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's exactly right. But I just know. Yes, yeah, a tremendous, tremendous honor and platform. Um, so, yeah, talk to people that don't understand. I know there, there's not a, a pay, per se, but the scholarships mm-hmm. and the, you know, again, the doors opening up. Can you speak speak to that? So what I, the biggest misconception and pageantry that I feel is that we're surface level and that we have nothing to us, which I think is far from it. My friends in pageantry are lawyers, teachers, doctors, med school students, the most empowered women that I have ever met in my life. Um, And so what Miss America does for women is it allows us to have scholarship opportunities. Some women pay for their 
education solely on Miss America scholarships. It allows us to grow our heart for service. Um, the teens, we have a teen program. Some of these teens' resumes and college applications look amazing because of their participation in the Miss America organization. I mean, some of these teens on 501c3s, they raised one, one teen, Miss Virginia, I want to say, donated like 7,000 books to Title um, Three. I think that's what they're called, like the um, low-income schools in her community. Uh, other teens raise money for cancer. And so this is a space where you get to grow as an individual and meet other people that are also trying to grow themselves as individuals. And then doors and connections come your way because of your participation in the Miss America opportunity. So I think it is far from surface level. I think it is one of the toughest things to do, find a way to balance beauty, quote unquote, because it's not about that with substance, because that's what you truly need to succeed in the world and in the Miss America opportunity. You're exactly right. Mm -hmm. That's funny that you say that, too. And I will say this. Mm -hmm. um, You know, obviously, I'm biased when I'm watching the competition. Uh I told my fiance, I was like, hey, it's coming down to see it. Or uh, the lady from Colorado. Mm -hmm. I said, you know, Mm -hmm. and I, I, I totally based it off just what you talked about, the substance. I mean, I thought both of you guys were so well-spoken mm-hmm. and were sincere in your mm-hmm. answers. It wasn't just like, hey, I'm just saying mm-hmm. something. There was passion. Mm-hmm. And uh, she obviously had a heck of a story, you know, uh, by yes. attending the Air Force. I, I sat right next to her during <laughs> yeah. our top 11 question, and I was like, I mean, as soon as she started talking about, she's, she got a question on drugs, people don't know, and she flipped it into life-saving cancer drugs. I said, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, she's doing amazing. Yeah. Hey, and again, mm-hmm. what you say is sit right there. Mm-hmm. Tell us, give us a behind the scenes look. Is everything as lovey dovey as it looks on the outside? It, give us, give, it, give us, give us a behind the scenes. Give us the scoop. It absolutely <laughs> actually is. It, uh, I say, if you drop the camera into our room outside of the stage, you would think we're at like summer camp. I mean, it is the funnest experience ever. Um, I actually had had a story. So Reagan Yamauchi, Miss Idaho. Um, we got to do a free day at Universal during Miss America Week. So they just let us go. We were at the parks for like four hours. And I don't like roller coasters. And I let everyone know. I said, I'm not getting on a roller coaster. And Reagan looks at me. She goes, you ready to ride the Hulk? Which is like the biggest roller coaster at Universal. And I got on it and screamed and cried the entire <laughs> way. But like, it's just so funny. Like, we truly are each other's support system during that week. It is a long week. It is a tiring week. It is a taxing week emotionally and physically. Um, so you have to lean on the girls around you. So it is as lovey-dovey as it seems. Um, it's nothing like the movie Miss Congeniality. We actually love each other. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That, well, that is awesome. Mm-hmm. And I actually saw uh, when you won uh, Miss Indiana, mm-hmm. and as they're waiting on the call, you and the uh, first runner-up, y'all sitting there, everybody hugging, mm-hmm. waiting on to call the name. And as an athlete, and, you know, my athletic friends, mm-hmm. everybody we like, man, where they do this? You, we yeah. competed against each other. Yeah. But they called your name, and you guys hugged, and then you broke down. But such, I was a, like, such a supportive environment. That is. Right. That, that is. is great. And, again, at your send-off party, I saw all, all the other young ladies, and you guys, like you said, it was like yeah. a big sorority. I competed with all of them, yet they love us. Like, we love each other. So I always say I'm not competing against anyone. I'm competing with them. And it's the verbiage. Yes, we are standing on the stage at the end of the day hoping for the same goal, but we are competing with each other and we are competing for each other. And, um, of course, you're going to run in to a girl or two that haven't quite realized the beauty of this experience and that it's not about winning. But for the majority of women that I've met, it's about the experience. It's about the people. And winning is just a cherry on top at the end of the day. Gotcha. That's beautiful. 
Is it is it like uh, you know we do a sports podcast too? Mm-hmm. And we often talk about parents getting involved. Mm-hmm. Is there a time have you seen some uh, parents that kind of mm-hmm. acted a little? Yeah, I don't know, shady for lack mm-hmm. of a better word, or kind of didn't get exactly what you're talking about. Put that pressure yeah. on their on, on their daughter. I've never met shady parents, but it's a lot better on the miss side. It's sometimes on the teen side, and I really think it's like parents are a little bit further removed from us on the miss side. We're yeah. in college, or we're fully grown adults. Parents become fans at that point that I'm at. But when you have 15 or 16 year old girl, that mom is like fully involved in everything. So sometimes you just see parents that are like very, very invested. And I, I I will be like, if you just like take a step back, let your daughter do her thing, she'll do amazing. So I don't think it's shady. I just think it's like a parent with anything, whether it's a sport, um, whether it's any type of competition, teen parents are heavily invested more so than a missed parent is. So gotcha. I just think that they're very invested and they want the best for their daughters. And sometimes they get a little intense and I'm like, Hey, we can take deep breaths there. It's going to be okay. But <laughs> it's all out of love. <laughs> there you go. I mean, yeah, you, you, mm-hmm. you wear it so well. Mm-hmm. Like I got another, here go. Here's another one of my Miss America uh, mm-hmm. questions for mm-hmm. you. Rule seven. You ever heard of rule seven? No. <laughs> rule seven was a rule. Uh, it actually ended in 1940. Mm-hmm. But Rule 7 simply stated that a Miss America contestant had to be of good health mm-hmm. and of the white race. Really? Truly. So you think about that, 1940. So the reason I bring that up, because I know when you look back at, you know, at, at your grandmother, mm-hmm. your mother, who come from a certain time mm-hmm. when things weren't as fair and as diverse as they are now. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that, you know, you can sit here, like we say, you can represent young ladies of color, you can represent little Caucasian girls who aspire to be mm-hmm. like you, and here you are, second runner-up to mm-hmm. Miss America. I mean, here's something like that. I mean, how does that make you feel? Where I, we at? Did you say? I, I mean, I'm, I'm not I'm not surprised. Um, Miss America started in 1921, and I'm sure, and times are incredibly different in 1921 when it all started. Um, I truly think we shifted from a beauty competition to um, a competition that strives to find the most well-rounded, well-spoken, kind individual. Um, But I'm not surprised that the Rule 7 was in place. I'm glad it's not. And if I'm being completely honest, we have so far to go in pageantry as far as representation goes. It shouldn't be a shock that someone with brown skin or someone with braids or someone with a diverse body type or or a diverse background is going competing but it's always a surprise it's always a shock it's always the talk of the town and my goal is to make that normal let's make diversity normalized in the pageant world but that takes more women taking the step and I hope you know through people watching me and through people watching young girls to come they feel confident enough to take the step to join something like the Miss America opportunity that's beautiful you know one of the things people it gives me hope Mm -hmm. when I see folks from your generation Mm -hmm. I come from a generation, a lot of stuff goes on. Mm-hmm. And if I talk to guys my age, mm-hmm. uh, that's that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys, this generation come along, hey, that's not fair. Yeah, it's not going to be like that's that. Not Let's gonna, change yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so yeah, you're not mm-hmm. accepting of it. And I sit back and I I, I watch that type of stuff and I, and I love it. Mm-hmm. And I watch how you move. And I said, she probably wouldn't know if something was going on or not. You don't mm-hmm. you don't let it you don't let it phase you. You mm-hmm. you never get in your waters. You let that mm-hmm. light shine through. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even on social media, I de- I delete comments all the time. People are not always accepting and loving of who I am, and I don't expect them to be, and I don't ask them to be. 
Um, but I do make sure to keep my social media very positive space. So I delete things all the time. Um, and I do think, I don't believe in thick skin, but I believe in the ability to realize that not all opinions matter. And that's also really helped me in the space that I occupy because people give a lot of opinions and sometimes they're not nice. And I just have to hit delete and say, well, I'm going to move on. Um, and I, so I encourage young women that take part in pageantry, no matter what system it is, to realize that all opinions are not the end-all be-all and that you can delete things, that you can move on, that you can combat any negativity. You can com- combat the, those negative voices in your head. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. That perseverance. Mm-hmm. You ran for Miss Indiana three times, mm-hmm. I believe. You mm-hmm. got 11th, 3rd, mm-hmm. and 1st. Good history. Yes. You like that, don't you? Yes. That's, that's pretty good. <laughs> but I, I love that. You know, but again, some people, I mean, that, that 11th, that would have mm-hmm. been done. You know, mm-hmm. and that third, okay, I did better. Mm-hmm. But to, cu- to come back again, um, what about Miss America? So Miss America is, is unique in the fact that you do it once. So until you win Miss Indiana, you can always come back and compete. But once you win Miss Indiana, you get that one year once, and you get to compete for Miss America once. So I was second runner-up, and that's going to forever be my position at Miss America. And it's a very good one. I mean, it's a very, very solid spot to have been standing there in the top three at Miss America, to have been two people away from holding that iconic title of Miss America. But I get to do it once, and I feel like I did it the best I could, and I have absolutely no regrets in that experience. There you go. Awesome, man. You know what? We know your track record. We know if you came back, you'd have won. That's our <laughs> track record. So we get that, dude. We get that. Mm-hmm. Hey, but before we get out of here, mm-hmm. I want to know... Uh, who was a hero to you? Mm-hmm. I mean, whether living or uh, mm-hmm. past, what, mm-hmm. who, who's a hero for you? So I'll never forget when I watched Michelle Obama's Becoming. Um, and she traveled to these schools. And i never forget, she sat in a classroom full of African-American high school girls. And one girl started crying about her hair. And Michelle sat there and spoke words of, spoke very affirmative words into her spirit and I cried throughout the whole documentary because I felt like Michelle was speaking to me and this was in like 2020 I want to say when I watched this and that documentary changed me it changed my outlook on who I am and it changed my outlook on what I want to do into the world so one of my public figure heroes is definitely Michelle Obama but also to have a mom that raised four kids on her own and all of us have come out successful my mother's also a hero because she defied so many odds, so many society, like so many societal standards were crushed by the way that she parented us and raised us. So that's like my like tangible hero. But Michelle Obama is also like my um, public figure hero. Yeah, all right, Dad, those are two great heroes. Mm-hmm. And then like I'm gonna give you one more. If you could have dinner with five people, um, again, mm-hmm. whether they're whether they they passed, whether mm-hmm. it's a celebrity, give me your five people that you want to sit down and have dinner with Cynthia Erivo you know you know that is she played Harriet in the movie Harriet okay. but she also is an amazing singer she is will be playing Elphaba in the movie Wicked um, and I just think she is a really and she was um, um, what's the head lady in the color of purple Color purple. Oprah Winfrey? N- Are you talking about the new one? <laughs> no, Silly. 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 Oh, Miss Silly. Yeah, Miss yeah, Silly. Miss she Silly. was Miss Silly on Broadway. Okay. So I just think Cynthia Revo's very, very cool. Very talented. Obviously, Michelle Obama is at that table. Um, Melissa McCarthy, she's just funny. 
I feel like she could bring some humor to the table. My best friend is obsessed with her movies, so I now like her as well. That's three. Um, hmm. Four. You know what? Let's go with, let's go with Halle Berry. Because you were taught, I would really be interested to hear how she took the experiences, the experiences that she had at Miss America and created amazing, one, amazingly like wonderful opportunities out of it. Um, and then, mm, Jennifer Hudson. All right. Just five amazing women. There you go. What a coincidence. All talented. Uh-huh. <laughs> all well A lot of them are singers, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah. Singers, entertainers, do it all. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. like you said, from uh, stage plays mm-hmm. to movies to singing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to say that's what we're expecting from you. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to say I, w- I will not be surprised. <laughs> How about that? Because you are a talented young lady, mm-hmm. well-spoken. Um, you know, Fort Wayne is proud to have you, be mm-hmm. able to call you our, um, our own. And again... Let those doors open for you. Let them open. And the next time we see you, hey, I think we're going to see you on the, on the, on the big screen. Maybe. All right. It's, it has truly <laughs> been a pleasure sitting down Thank here talking you. to you. And I want to wish you well. And whatever it is that you do, I know it's going to turn to gold. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All righty. OMV, we're out with an awesome interview with a lovely young lady. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>